of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a Swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. A whole new attitude to your afternoon. I mean, you know how it is. Rocking and rolling and whatnot. You know, two dudes talking sports. Well, wait, listen to those two clowns. You can't do nothing but get your roll on. Live from News Talk 1480 WHBC. It's a household name. It's a vibe action. It's the Kenny and JT Show. Have a great show. Let's go. All rise. How's that feel? The Browns finally decide to show up, Kenny. Hallelujah is right, man. They finally decided to feature the run game. 44 runs, 22 passes, and what do you know, a 32-13 victory over the Cincinnati Bengals. Just like that, it's a victory Tuesday. Hit it, Brian. Woo-hoo! Yeah! It's about time, man. Could you have imagined if they lost last night on Halloween night on national TV and went into this bye week at two and do you know how big of a difference two and six is from three and five, man? Your season's over last night if you lose that game. Now there's a, a sliver of hope right. as you head into the bye week at three and five. Played out exactly like I said it would. <laughs> you know, here's the funny thing. You go back about a week or so ago, and the line comes yeah. out and it's three and a half, right? And you're thinking to yourself, Oh, this is a no-brainer. You got to load yeah. up. You you bet your mortgage. You you throw your house in on it. Thank goodness that wagering is not legal here in Bushwood, yes. because yes. we would have probably loaded up. Because you know nothing that we had seen from this team gave us any feeling that they would be able to, you know, take on a team like the Cincinnati Bengals, reigning AFC champions, no less. And I don't care how they've been playing. Their last couple of games, they've been lights out. They've been putting up thirty points a game. Burrow threw for almost 500 yards last week. You're looking at this as though they're going to have their way with a team like the Browns. But a couple of things here come into play. One, we talked about it yesterday. When these kids are playing on a national spotlight, sometimes they rise to the occasion. They know they're the only game in town. In fact, not only were they the only NFL game in town, but the World Series was postponed last night. I don't know if that comes into play, but the bottom line is this. When you get a team with their back up against the wall, and I think that Vegas may have known, maybe they had an inkling that Jamar Chase wasn't going to play yesterday because of the way, if you watch the game against Atlanta, he limps out like during halftime, even though he scored two touchdowns in that game. They did not let it be known that he would not be available for the Browns game. I think Vegas might have had an inkling on that one. They knew about it. They set that sucker line at three and a half. By kickoff, it goes down to three, Kenny. You know what? We were idiots to not think the Browns would win that game yesterday. You're right. Hear me out on this. You're right. Here's what. Jamar Chase obviously means the world to Joe Burrow. He doesn't win a doodly squat without him at LSU or at Cincinnati, Mm -hmm. right? 
So, so that's, you know, number one, that's the red flag right there out of the gate. Jamar Chase not playing that their offensive, I don't know who's worse, the Steelers or the Bengals offensive line. And they supposedly spent a bunch of money in free agent. That line is dog crap, Rhoda, as Sindelar used to tell me. So that's another factor. And they're on the road. And here's the other one. For whatever reason, Joe Burrow can't beat the Browns, and Kevin Stefanski can't lose to the Bengals. He's 5-0. and up. I wish we played him every week. Bottom line here is in the game of football, and I don't care what level it is, if you can't run the ball, you won't win. They only rushed it 10 times. Now, I know it they're is. playing from behind, but you've got to establish the run so you can have play action. And the good news with Stefanski yesterday is the fact that even though at times it looked as though he wanted to get away from the run, he kept going back to it. And why? Because they had success on first and second down. When you're put into a situation where it's second and manageable, third and short, he can stick with the run, and you see what happens when Nick Chubb rushes the ball 20 times a game. Dude, minimum every game, regardless of the score, regardless of the opponent, you have to be uh, stubborn as a head coach and say, the minimum touches he's going to get is 20 touches every single mm-hmm. game that we play, no matter what, because he's the best running back in the league. He's got to touch the ball 20 times, whether it's running it 20 times or a combination of running and catching it 20 times. He has to be the guy. Amen. I watched the Manning cast last night. i got to tell oh, you. Yeah? The best thing about watching the Manning cast when they're doing a Browns game is you don't get nervous watching the Browns game when the Manning cast is on. It's fun. You're distracted. That's you're why, distracted. Huh? Absolutely, it was outstanding. What were they though. saying last night? What 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 was some of their uh, you know comments about the Browns? Well, early on, you know, it's a boring game. There wasn't a lot of scoring, and they like to yeah. see the ball being put up quite a bit because you know, name a quarterback that doesn't want to throw the ball or see somebody throw the ball. But they right. both understand. It, it's funny because you've got Eli chiming in on every down, play action, play action, play action, and then you've got you know the brainiac. You know, Omaha, Omaha, just screaming, run the damn ball. There's no reason that they should even put it up in the second half. And when you went up three scores, and there are so many different keys to this game, and the fact that McPherson was terrible, you went up by three scores, it was pretty much academic that the Browns are going to win this game. But I'm telling you, there were still times in that second half, even in the fourth quarter, that I was just a little bit nervous going, just run the clock out, man. Just run it out. Let's get out of here with the win. What a great win last night. It really was. And, JT, it was a must win. That was a season-saving win. Now, we don't know if the season is going to eventually be saved, but they mm-hmm. kept their hopes alive of the playoffs by winning that game last night. You go to 2-6 and six going into the bye week on right. a five-game losing streak, I don't care how many games uh, Deshaun Watson's going to play. You're not overcoming right. a two and six start. You're just not. So okay. that was a season-saving win. You know what's even better than that, too? They played complementary football pretty yeah. much all phases of the game, with the exception of a blocked field goal and an extra point that I don't know how it went through. They mm. played really good and they played together and they played all phases of the game, which we've been waiting to see for what is this eight weeks now. Where has this been? We talked about this yesterday, that when they practiced against the Philadelphia Eagles, they thought they were on the same level, right? Well, here are the Eagles, at uh, they're undefeated, and here are the Browns. 
limping their way, making mistakes every week, not making adjustments, playing terrible defense, not tackling well. Everything that could go wrong with this team went wrong. And even though you look at it and say, oh, yeah, but JT, they only lost a couple of games by two points, one point, three points. To me, they weren't really always in those games. They lost those games as much as the other teams beat them. JT, we have to give credit to Miles Garrett yesterday. Miles Garrett set the tone on defense. That's as well as he's played in a long time. Mm-hmm. His numbers yesterday, he said, oh, he only had two tackles. What are you talking about, Roadman? Two tackles, one and a half sacks, one of those tackles for a loss, one pass defense that was intercepted, and four quarterback hits. And, oh, yeah, he also fell into the quarterback once because the guy mm-hmm. that was blocking him pushed him into the quarterback. So, for me... Miles Garrett set the tone defensively for the Cleveland Browns yesterday. I'll agree with you, even though Taki Taki's probably the defensive player of the game. He had 13 tackles in a strip sack. But Miles Garrett is so into Joe Burrow's head. Joe Burrow goes into that stadium thinking this. Ghosts scare me. I'm pretty sure one is living under my bed. I promise you, darling, there's no ghosts around here, so you're safe. That's good, because I hate ghosts. They're spooky, and I don't respond well to spooky behavior. Yeah, neither does Joe Burrow. He was spooked yesterday, wasn't he? telling you, yes. Early on, my goodness, and Miles Garrett, did you see uh, his house and the levitating Joe Burrow that was, what, yeah. you know, staring his doorway mm-hmm. to the front of his house, and they showed that to Joe Burrow right. during that interview in the pregame show yesterday. Man, dude, I'll tell you what, worked. Joe Burrow, no matter what he does, he he's zero and four against the Browns. Zero mm-hmm. and four. This dude was in the Super Bowl last year. Didn't see it coming. And by the way, how stupid were we? James Hudson just pancakes some dude from Cincinnati again. Yeah, <laughs> I mean. Jack Conklin goes out right before halftime. I don't know if he came back in the second half or not, but I got news for you. We are less than an hour away from the trade deadline, so there are still some moving parts going on here. Now, I don't know whether or not it's worth trading any of these guys right Right. now, depending upon what you get in return. We know we need draft picks moving forward, but then again, you're talking about a team that doesn't draft well, even if they had first-round picks. So why would you want a fourth-round pick for a Kareem Hunt or whatever you could get for Jack Conklin? What I'd like to do is make what? a deal and go get another wide receiver or go get another defensive tackle or go get another linebacker, even though Taki Taki may have claimed the starting role last night because this dude was all over the field. He played very well last night. I need both of them. I need Garrett and him to do that. More than one game, right? They need to do it consistently. Deion He's going to get the opportunity at linebacker because all the other guys are hurt. Yeah, Deion Jones played out the you-know-what, too, last night. He was nice. He was okay. The whole defense yeah. was good. Yeah, they were. They were. And, and so uh, Joe Woods' job is safe, but I'd still fire Mike Prefer today. JT, another blocked mm-hmm. field goal, right? No return game Never. whatsoever. And how about almost getting a punt blocked late in the game? Mm-hmm. He shanked it. It went 10 yards. Yeah. So, for me, special teams well, are still an unmitigated right. disaster, and I'd fire Mike Prefer today. See you so long. Pack your bags. Don't let the door hit you in the ass on the way out. That's fine, but the good news is this. Cincinnati's special teams were worse. They missed an extra <laughs> point. They missed a field goal, and their onside kick goes out of bounds. Yeah. They, they, that t- Zach Taylor, coach, as much as we get on Stefanski, and we do, 
He outcoached Zach Taylor yesterday. It wasn't Absolutely. even close. Zach Taylor was god-awful. How do you not try and run the ball more than that against? It was 11 nothing at <laughs> halftime. That is not an insurmountable lead. How do you not run against that defense? Can we change his name to Stefanski? My goodness. Run the ball, hey, Taylor. Your line stinks. Your best receiver's out. Let's throw it 88 times. Yeah, it's like, well, wait. A reversal of roles right there. They take the ball in the opening drive, and they're running down the field, and they're they're really having their way with the Browns. And then all of a sudden, Miles Garrett deflects that ball. It gets picked off, yep. and they were just done. You know, it was almost as if when we watch the Browns, and usually on their opening drive, it's usually pretty good. And then right. the game plan goes out the window. I don't know if Zach Taylor had a game plan. If he did, we talked yesterday and all week long last week. All they want to do is throw the ball. All they do is run out of the shotgun. Sure enough, that's all they did, and they did not run the ball. I I don't understand. Not right. Really, you don't. have Joe Mixon, and you're not going to give him the ball. How many how many carries did he have? Eight. I, I eight nine. What was it? Uh, ten. How many as a team? Did they only run it ten, ten times, times as a team? One was a burrow scramble. Right. So you know Zach Taylor should be getting all kind of flack in Cincinnati today for trying Ooh. to use that game plan against. What was one of the strengths of the Browns we talked about? Well, at least their defensive ends are both healthy, Jadavian Clowney and Miles Garrett. So, uh, yeah, they're going to get after Burrow when all he wants to do is throw the ball. Secondary looked good last night, too. Now you start thinking about guys like Denzel Ward, who can never Mm. stay healthy. And, again, 45 minutes away from the trade deadline. I know they signed him to a big contract, but you've got these guys, man. Young guys. Emerson's outstanding, by the way. Yeah, third-round pick this year. So uh, you you like that. And unfortunately, nobody's going to trade for Denzel Ward. You know why? What's the best ability? Availability. And he's not available every week. Maybe. Like I told you last week, it's tradeability. Could we trade somebody? See, I want something now, though, because if the season's not over, then why do you want to go after some draft picks in the future? You never know if a guy's going to pan out. I mean, think about this. And I text you on the way in. The Chase Claypool from the Steelers looks like he's being dealt to the Bears of all places. Yeah, they're getting a second-round pick for him. Right, Nick Chubb is your feature back in Cleveland. Kareem Hunt, they showcased him last night, JT, right? Uh, what did he get? Uh, about 12 touches well, last night for 70-some yards. So, so if, if the Steelers can get a second for Chase Claypool, okay? No offense to Chase Claypool. Kareem Hunt's a better all-around player than Chase Claypool. Brown should be able to get a well, third or a fourth for there's a Kareem problem. Hunt if they want to do There's a problem, and I don't know what Claypool's contract is, but we know that Hunt's going to be a free agent at the end of the year. So, you know, I don't know what somebody's going to give you for him. At this point, I think I would just move forward with him because even though they used him yesterday, it tells me that if they wanted to trade him, wouldn't they have held him out last night to make sure that he stayed healthy? Well, I think they wanted to showcase him. Think about it. National TV last night, right? Let's show every team in the league, if you're struggling in the running game, look what our backup does. And he had some big first down runs. He caught the ball out of the backfield. He picks up the The blitz. Hell of a gamble, man. I I know, but it paid off, right? He played. Well, we'll find out in 45 minutes. Yeah. 15 touches, (laughs) 72 yards. For him, you don't think teams would take that in a heartbeat? Well, I'm just saying, if you really thought that they were going to trade him the way this front office works, I don't think they would have ran him last night. I don't think he would have had that many touches. Chase Claypool played for the Steelers on Sunday. Yeah, but that wasn't the night before the trade deadline. I don't know. I'm just throwing it out there. It's this week's game. It seems as though this team at times can be so fragile. 
I don't know that you want to upset the apple cart. Jack Conklin just tweeting out, feels fantastic in the return from Torn Patel at Tendon, playing better than ever. He's so happy with how the body bounced back. Now, is that just something to throw out there so somebody looks at it and says, hey, man, Conklin feels pretty good with the Browns, and I got news for you. If James Hudson is ready to go and we know that Conklin can't stay healthy, I think I'd rather take a shot at trading Conklin before you might get more for an offensive tackle than you would for a Kareem Hunt. You've said it time and time again. Nobody values running back. He's not an everyday back that we really think is going to, you know, pull a Christian McCaffrey next week. He might be decent, but he's not going to change. Do you think adding Kareem Hunt to somebody's offense is going to take a team to a Super Bowl? The Buffalo Bills, yes. I don't yes. think so. I don't think they want to run I the do. ball that much. Well, but if they have to, then he gives you that He's not uh, ability to run. They, oh, yeah. I think, good he, I think he takes them over the top. They're good enough without him that they're not going to give you anything in return, so I'm not trading him to Buffalo anyway. Well, you're not going to beat Buffalo uh, this year, okay? Right. So, and he's like you said, he's got a one-year deal. So, if they offer you a fourth, you take it. And you deal him, you don't even think twice about it. Dearness Johnson got some runs last Listen night. He got me. some looks. He's going to get more looks, too. Absolutely. Listen to me. And you're going to get Forbes, or uh, what's a kid from Cincinnati? You're going to get him back, too. Who knows when he's coming back, though? Ford. He's coming back next week after the bye week. Um, Supposedly. No, he's coming back after the bye week. He's on the injured I, reserve. He's coming I off know. next week. Here's the point, Kenny. You, you've got to value this offensive lineman more than you're going to value a third down running back. And I think you get more in return from it because it's more of a commodity. We don't know what Kareem Hunt will give. And at this point, I'm not giving up to anyone, especially for a fourth-round pick that's in my own conference. Why would I trade him to Buffalo and make them stronger and make myself weaker? Same at this reason point, the Lions traded to the Vikings. At this Same point, situation. Vikings are out, the Lions are out of it. At this point, so if fine. I'm the Cleveland Browns, what? The Browns are out of it. Not necessarily. They're not mathematically out of it. Mathematically, Maybe. no. Realistically, But the, my yes. point is this, Kenny. You're, you're going to get a fourth-round pick for him. You might as well keep him. You need draft picks. You're a fourth-round pick? Yes. Absolutely. Even, listen to me. You're going to lose draft, him at the end of the Kenny, season. Kenny, slow down a little bit. You can't even draft a third-round wide receiver and dress him for a game. What makes you think... They'll hit on a fourth-rounder. Keep him. Because they drafted a third-down cornerback that you just gave praise to earlier third in the, round. this show. Third, third round. round still. You can't. Still third round, fourth round. Doesn't matter. You I, need draft picks. I'll keep him at this point. I'll keep him for the remainder of this year. That's me. Okay. I, I look at it. What's the compensation if you lose him in free agency versus the compensation you can get now? If the compensation you can get now is better than the compensation – uh, for signing somewhere else as a free agent, you make the trade now. Ernest Johnson is a capable backup to Nick Chubb, and you mentioned Ford. Whenever he's coming back, that's a third guy. And, oh, yeah, Demetric Felton's still on the roster, so you have four running backs. So I, I keep Conklin because I need to protect my franchise quarterback when he comes back. So that means Conklin or I would rather have Conklin and Hudson than Chubb and Hunt. I think they but can I think afford you get more, to get rid I think of you Hunt. get more value for Conklin. That's my only point. We're not going to sit here, not here, sit here and argue about who they should or shouldn't tra- uh, trade in 45 minutes if they try to trade somebody at all. I mean, it's a victory Tuesday. Let's yeah. revel in the fact that this team finally rallied together and played arguably their best ball. And that's on the heels of a pretty decent game they played at Baltimore they should have won.
Defensively, yes. Uh, defensively, they were very good uh, against Baltimore, keeping, uh, what's his name, Lamar Jackson out of the end zone or throwing for a touchdown. So from that standpoint, right. back-to-back good defensive games. Joe Woods keeps his job. Mike Prefer, see ya, fire his ass, uh, and uh, use this time to heal and, and get better and uh, hope that, uh, you know, Deshaun Watson's uh, picking up the offense. from. St- hopefully he's been studying his ass off during this time on suspension. Um and then get him as many reps as possible to come in on December 4th at Houston. One thing's for sure. When we look at the quarterback ratings last night, the QBRs, Joe Burrow rating was absolutely pathetic at 17.6, and Jacoby Brissett's was 81.3. That speaks volumes. And even though Jacoby Brissett does not pick out certain defenses and call the audible the right way, these are the things that you want Deshaun Watson to do. When they were putting eight and nine guys in the box – and they would slide up the, uh, the the strong safety, we ran into it. You've got, as a quarterback, you've got to be able to see that. You've got to be able to audibleize out of that. You run either a slant, a hot pattern, or a quick-hitting run, you know, instead of running the ball or not checking down and running Nick Chubb into the blitzing defensive back. You've got to be able to pick these things out. These are the things that you want in a franchise quarterback that a backup normally doesn't see. We saw it last night. Thank goodness they were able to overcome those things. Let's give Amari Cooper some credit. Uh, when the running game got going, oh, imagine that. It opened up the passing game, and Amari Cooper grabs five balls in seven targets for a buck 31. He also draws a pass interference penalty, catches a touchdown, average 26 yards a catch, and DPJ, four catches in four nice. targets for 81 yards. He averaged over 20 yards of reception. Mm-hmm. So your one and two receivers actually showed up and played well, and your guy, Finally had an impact on the game. David Bell out of Purdue, third-round pick, right? There you go. What do you know? Third-round pick. Uh, two catches, 27 yards yesterday as well. So the receivers played better mm-hmm. yesterday. Can that continue? Will it continue? You would think it's only going to get better with Deshaun Watson, right. who should be able to throw these guys open right. more so than what Jacoby Brissett They does. did a piece on Joe Burrow before the game yesterday, and most of it was based on the fact that everything he throws – usually to Jamar Chase or the guys on the outside, Boyd or Higgins, is that back shoulder fade. And a lot of times the running, the defensive back just keeps running and the guy comes back to the ball. Well, these are things that we don't see too often from Jacoby, but he did it a couple of times last night. And again, passes over the middle, at times they're too low. He doesn't really throw the receivers open. These are things that Joe Burrow normally does, but unfortunately couldn't do it last night because he was seeing ghosts. So, again, hats off to the Browns. They played complimentary football. Jacoby Brissett played his best game as a Brown. The receivers, outstanding. Donovan Peoples-Jones, as you just mentioned, to me, is an unsung hero here because you expect those numbers from Amari Cooper. But when Peoples-Jones goes four uh, catches for 81 yards, that's a 20-yard average. I'm fine with that. And he's finally emerging as a true number two. We didn't think we might have had one. Let's hope it continues, and it's not just a one-game wonder on national TV. Everybody's pumped up, and, and let's see if they can do Because we've seen how many times Cooper looked good one right. week. He gets two targets the Same next week. Same with Jacoby. Donovan Peoples-Jones, right, looks good one week. He doesn't have any catches the next week. Big difference right here. The countdown is on. The countdown is on, not only to the trade deadline, but think about this. What? You don't know how he's going to perform. 
Keep the countdown going, Brian. The countdown is on. It's still on. Three games for Jacoby Brissett, and then we're going to turn things over, hopefully, to Deshaun Watson. What does he have to do in these three games? How many wins for you? They really want to go two and one because but, one of the three games is Buffalo. <laughs> right. So can he win the other two games, which is on the road at Miami, who, oh, yeah, by the way, the Miami Dolphins today, speaking of the trading deadline, uh, unlike the Browns, who haven't done anything yet, uh, the Dolphins traded a first and a fourth and running back Chase Edmonds mm-hmm. to Denver. And uh, in return, what did they get? I didn't write down who they got in return. They got who Bradley they Chubb. Bradley Chubb. That's it from uh, from Denver. So there you go. So they added to their defense. Right. Um, and, and that's going to make just in time to play the Browns in two weeks. Right. You know, another guy hey, that can get after the quarterback. Good, because they're going to need more than that if the Browns continue to play the way they did yesterday. That's the main question. Can they, you know, why did it take so long for them to put together the perfect game? And don't just give me, oh, we wanted to show up on Monday Night Football. They need to play like that every week. The tackling was fantastic. Dude, did they they must have practiced tackling again. Remember yeah. when Stefanski said that? We're, we're going to focus on, on practicing tackling once. It looked like it last night. They were wrapping Everything. up. There were two guys to the ball. Um, they, were wipe, they, they weren't arm tackling up high. They were going low, grabbing the, the legs and tackling the ankles to wipe space. out the feet. One-on-one tackling in space by our secondary was outstanding. By the way, just an updated stat for you. Miles Garrett now with a uh, franchise-high 66 career sacks in only 75 games as he had one and a half last night. So hopefully that's a, a, a jump start for him as well as the whole team, right? They, they need to build off of this, get healthy over the – they better be able to use these two weeks to prepare for a Dolphins team that, right. that's pretty good, right? You need two mm-hmm. weeks to heal and prepare. Well, yeah. here's your opportunity – to ride this momentum into that road game at Miami coming off the bye week. So uh, we'll see if, uh, thank you, Brian. Uh, We'll see if they make any moves in the next 35 minutes as the trading deadline in the NFL, 4 p.m. Eastern. You want to weigh in on all of this, what you saw last night from the Browns, the trading deadline, 330-450-1480. It's a victory Tuesday on the Kenny and JT Show. It's Kenny and JT on WHBC.